0: A bad day is when you try to wake up, you don't have any oxygen. That's a bad day. Let that define a bad day for you, right? And everything else is not a bad day. I mean, we'll lose loved ones and that's tough and that's rough, right? But other than that, just be easy going in life enjoy life
1: quick disclaimer the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action for more information go to bestevershow.com
2: hello best ever listeners welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show i'm ash patel and i'm with today's guest nate barger nate is joining us from cincinnati ohio He's been a previous guest with Joe Fairless. If you Google Joe Fairless and Nate Barger, the episode will pop up. Nate's a good friend of mine, and he's a fixture in the local Cincinnati, Florida real estate scene. Nate's involved in hotels. He's got over 1,500 current doors, over $100 million in assets, four hotels, including a Hyatt, Hilton, and a Marriott. And he just gives back more than anybody I've ever come across in real estate. So today, I just want to spend time finding out more about Nate and getting that evolution, finding out how he went from being locked up in prison twice, a drug dealer, having no good role models, no direction, and somehow in a short amount of time, just became a savage in real estate. So Nate, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today?
0: Man, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate your kind words. And looking back, it didn't seem so short all the time, but you're right. It was a short amount of time relative to what other people give in life to get what they get out of life.
2: And that's the part that I don't think a lot of people see. They see successful Nate Barger, they see the house, the cars, the trips, everything you got going on, and you make it look easy. And it's not until people pry and push you do they find out little bits. And that's my goal today. So, We talked about when you were first starting out, you would sleep on your project sites, right? So for the best ever listeners, you got to hear the interview that he did with Joe. That gives you the backstory on Nate, but today we're going to do a deep dive into him. So Nate, when you were starting out doing these rehabs, fix and flips, give me your mindset and give me some of the struggles that you had.
0: Well, I told you, man, I don't feel like I had any struggles,
2: Expand on that. And this blew me away. And I'm sorry, I keep talking. But this was one of the things that I really wanted Nate to get across today. And again, Nate makes everything seem so easy. So I asked him a while back. I'm like, Nate, give me a time you were under financial pressure. And the answer that he shared, I shared with my wife. And man, we both love that perspective. So please go ahead.
0: So again, it's all perspective. So Man, when I was selling drugs and growing up, went to military school, we had roaches crawling on us. There wasn't much you could do about it. You're going to keep killing them. They're going to keep coming. You're just going to let the roaches crawl on you. That's your reality, right? So coming out of that, then selling drugs on the street, going to prison, and then getting out 57, 58 days, going back to prison. And then selling drugs and being paranoid and knowing that if I got caught, I was going away for 15 or 20 years. That would have been in 2004 when I stopped selling drugs. So I probably still would have been in there had I got caught because I was moving a lot of weed. I was bringing in weed from Mexico. I was bringing it from Arizona. And plus when you go to the Fed joint, but we ain't going to talk about that. But it all gives you a mindset. Your mindset's different that what is really rough? What is really hard? So when I cried out to God and I asked him to deliver me and showed me something, and boom, he showed me real estate. I didn't realize this until a good friend of mine, Sean, asked me. He said, Nate, how are you able to deal with all this stress that you're dealing with? You know, dealing with all the contractors. I said, What stress? And I didn't realize it, but I thought about it that next night. And the next day I came in and I said, man, you know, when I said I didn't have the stress that you thought I was dealing with, because he was like, let me know if you need a construction manager to help you or let me know. I was like, no, nah, I don't need anything, man. I was comparing that to prison. I was comparing that to where I had been. So I didn't have that comfortable, cozy, you know, it's like if you sleep on concrete and somebody gives you a blanket and the next night you're sleeping on concrete still, but you got a blanket in between you and you're covered up with a blanket. You're going to be like, man, this is great. And people are going to say, I can't believe you've been sleeping on that concrete. And you're like, man, feel, what are you talking about? I'm not sleeping on concrete. I got a blanket. So it's yeah. all mindset. It's all what your mindset is. And furthermore, what are you focused on? Because somebody said to me, and I can't believe that you have to do all that. And I said, well, I can't believe that you're going to work until you're 70 years old to have a retirement. And I didn't mean to say it to the guy like that, but that was the reality. And that's what I said to him. And that made me think, why would you do that? Why would you wait until the golden years? That's what America teaches us. That's what I feel like our school systems teach us a lot of times. And I just was different because I never had that reality. My reality was different.
2: Yeah. And to elaborate more, what you shared with me is pressure is when, you know, if you slip up today, you're going away for a couple of years. I mean, that's really, oh, no, pressure. no
0: 20 years. You're going away for 15 yeah. or 20 years. Yeah. When you call me and your property manager and you say, Oh my God, we got it. It's fulfilled. No, you're not going to believe it's flooding. Did anybody die? No. Okay. <laughs> well, what's the problem? We got water in the unit. What do we got to do to get the water out? It's just water. There's water all around us. Why are we so scared when it gets in the unit? Right. Yeah, so th- Why does it freak <laughs> you out?
2: Yeah, 99% of the people get pretty freaked out over a situation like that because they don't have the right perspective.
0: It already happened, right? It already happened. You can't prevent it. What can you do to fix it? Let's go do it. That's it. Yeah,
2: I wish I had that perspective.
0: I think you do in a lot of different ways.
2: Yeah, but I also But what are you going to
0: do if something's already happened? Why worry about it? That comes down to me sitting there growing up in an alcoholic family and sitting there And I remember some lady came over and gave my mom this plaque. It was a serenity prayer. Do you know the serenity prayer? I know of it. So say it. Look, not about religious belief, but it's basically saying, let me focus on what I can control. Let me have the wisdom to know what that is. And let me let go of the things that I can't control. And if you take that mindset to business, then you can grow a lot quicker.
1: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. Investor guide That outlines the seven red flags for passive, apartment, and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com.
2: So Nate, you've achieved a ton of success, and now you're so focused on giving back. You've got an academy. By the way, Best Ever listeners, Nate Barger has the B R R R R Facebook group. And you're at a hundred and probably 30,000 by now members on yeah, there. We're
0: growing like 5,000 people a week. It's insane.
2: And there's a tremendous amount of knowledge that gets shared constantly on that Facebook page. So check that out. But oh, thank uh, you for that. where did you transition into growing your own assets to really focusing on giving back?
0: One of the things that really allowed me to give back was that I focused on What do I need to survive? Because when you're in survival mode, you see people out there selling drugs or shooting people. Most of the time, they're in survival mode. So you're telling the guy, you shouldn't sell drugs. You're ruining people's lives, right? But the problem is that this guy is like, hey, my kids are starving tonight. What am I going to do? So when you transition out of survival mode, and then you get to a place where then you're working, right? Then you get to a place where you've achieved all your financial goals. You don't need money anymore. And what I mean by you don't need money, you get a lot of passive income coming. You're living off a fraction of that. So you're just essentially reinvesting all your excess. And then you say, what is life really about? What is my purpose? What is my passion? Well, my passion was real estate. But then I found my other passion was really, I don't want to see people struggle financially. I watched my father struggle. I watched everybody in my family struggle with finances. And then you learn it. And you're like, why are they struggling with finances? It's because it's mindset. It's all mindset shift. So my goal became to help change these people's mindset, share my story, show them where I came from, and let them know that if I can do it, a four-time felon, been to prison twice, no education, grew up in a poor, blue-collar, alcoholic family, and just a neighborhood full of debauchery. All of my friends were criminals and drug dealers and robbed people, and if I can do it, Certainly you can do it. But then I dug in deeper. Why do these people not do it? It's comfort zone. If you got a half a million dollars or you got a million dollars, or you got five million dollars and you're comfortable, maybe five million, you can start to become comfortable. But man, you you gotta push. And everybody's different. So I'm not sitting here trying to be a dictator and say this is what you got to do. But what is your comfort zone? Where is your comfort zone? So for me, money doesn't get me to want to work anymore, it has to be a lot of money. But what does for free is giving back to people and watching those people become millionaires, watching those people change not just their life, but their kids, kids, kids lives and being able to pay for that wedding and being able to go on those trips. That was what's important to me. And that's why I have come in and helped grow the bird group and just want to give back to people, man, because you don't have to struggle. It truly is a choice in the United States. I've spoken to a lot of people that are foreigners. A lot of them are my neighbors, Pakistan, Indian. And they're all like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I was like, man, what do you guys think about politics? And they're like, oh, it's still great here. You know, <laughs> but we don't understand that because we're from here. You have the opportunity to do whatever you want to do here. And no matter your race, your religion, your color, your gender, only you can stop yourself. Now, where there'll be barriers? Absolutely. But who cares? Now, when you start focusing on the barriers, you're focused on the circumstances and not the goal. Focus on the goal. Don't worry about the circumstances.
2: Nate, have you had family members or people that you grew up with join you in real estate?
0: A lot of my friends, but not so much family because it just comes that mindset. It's hard to change that mindset. And you got to accept people for who they are. Like my brother, I said, hey, man, you come in and you work for me. I'll give you equity in every project you work on. You're retiring 10 years a millionaire. Nah, I don't want to. Why? Cause I drive five minutes to work and five minutes home and I don't want to have to drive an hour and a half and I, I was like, Hey, that's great. He's happy with his life though, right? He's happy with where he's at. So what can I do about that? I can just help him enhance his life. Like I'm giving him a car, help him buy his house, whatever. You can help your family out with that stuff, but don't necessarily think that they're all going to want to change.
2: And then you've had friends take you up on learning real estate and come along with you.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of what made me really want to give back was my friend Jarius. You guys might know Jarius. He's a multimillionaire. I started teaching him about five years ago. A lot of these guys, I just knew real estate really well and knew how to explain it really well. And then once I start showing these people all this stuff, they start executing and becoming millionaires. And then that's when Matt, my social media guy, was like, Man, all these people they want you to mentor them. I literally had people, I'll give you 25000 I'll give you dollars Like, man, I don't have time. I got too many commitments. So I was like, I want to reach a lot of people, but how am I going to do that? And that's when we got the bird group, and that's when we came out with the academy. It's a twelve week academy that'll show you. You'll learn more in that academy than most twenty year real estate guys that I know. And I'm talking about not guys that just been doing. I'm talking about guys that are wealthy like me to do real estate because they never think about it like that.
2: How is that academy set up? Is it a private Facebook group? Is it an actual course? Is it videos, reading?
0: Good question. So it is an online academy. And you go through it. It's a 12-week course. It has a lot of spreadsheets in there. It teaches you about just a ton of stuff from how the Federal Reserve works. Why is that important? Well, that's relevant if you're going to go into a bank. You always want to know what is their objective, right? Then I'm going to present the bank with exactly what they need. It makes it easier. So it's got everything in there from charts to graphs to leases to operating agreements, spreadsheets, and shows you how to do construction, shows you how to bid out a job in 20, 30 minutes, then we have a private Facebook group that you also get access to that we are starting to teach people. And they're in week 11, and one of them had one house so far. Five year goal, he said, at $60 million net worth. That's the type of mindset shift that people are having. He put a video on there, he was literally crying and great guy, man. But that's what's rewarding. It's not the money. What am I going to do? I was about to order me a brand new Bentley, and I just got out of my other Bentley and was looking at my other Bentley, and I was like, this Bentley's fine. Why do I need another one? So. What is money really going to do for you once you get there?
2: It has diminished returns.
0: It has diminished returns. You start thinking about, oh man, should I get another Bentley with a different interior? Like that stuff doesn't even matter. What matters though, is your friends, your family. And that's why I love having all my friends over. I love you coming over. We missed you this week. We had a nice turnout.
2: Best ever listeners. You got to understand Nate literally opens his house to the real estate community here in Cincinnati. Just very gracious. But really giving back. And Nate, I want to talk more about mindset. The people that go through your academy, and I don't know how you could find this out, but the ones that don't ever take action, what can you do to push them?
0: So physically going there, we look at who's not watching the academy because we got access to that. Who's not completing the homework and reach out and say, hey, man, what's going on with your mind? Where are you struggling at, man? Why aren't you doing this? I'm showing you how to become a millionaire. You don't want it. What is your why? It's not about you. Because if it was about you and it was about me, we would only do so much. So you got to find something greater. Your greater is your wife, it's your kids, right?
1: right? Same here.
0: You have to find your why. This isn't about you because it's a sacrifice. So it's hard for you to sacrifice for yourself. But when you start to think about other people, like me and losing weight, I don't care about losing weight for myself. But when I start to think, I want to be around for my kids. I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be around for my wife. That has to become your why has to be greater than you.
2: All right. And I appreciate that. When you have a family member, I've got a really good friend that, man, I've tried. I'm sure you tried with your brother. You try, you try to push them into this, man. Listen, I could teach you. I can get you out of this nine to five. I can show you a better way to make money. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. I got to get there. I got to get there. And they never take action. What can you do?
0: Is he in Cincinnati? Yeah. You need oh, to bring I see him every him. weekend. Then you need to start bringing them to the Monday events. When I get back from Florida, we start having, you start bringing them around people because see really what it is. Look, man, don't take this the wrong way. Not you, but your listeners. People will lie to themselves and they'll say that they don't really like money. They don't really want money. They'll do that because really subconsciously, they don't want to go do what it takes to get money. And here's what I'll challenge you to do. If they say, well, I don't really like money. I don't really care about money. They say, why are you getting up working eight hours a day to get something that you don't like? That's ridiculous, yeah. right? That's ridiculous thinking. So the fact is that you do like money because it can help you do things in life. And even if you say, "Why, well, if I just had money, I'd give it away. Let's go get some money so you can give it away. Bring him around people so he can start seeing normal people starting to succeed. And then he will start seeing his self in those people. So sometimes that's what it takes.
2: I love that. And I will do that. That's a great idea. Nate, you mentioned setting goals. It's easy to set goals when you're doing well and you have money back when you started, did you know about goal setting?
0: I think I did because when I was selling weed, I had goals, man. But I think that one thing that you just said, it's easy to think about that when you have money that comes to mindset, according to fidelity, 88% of millionaires are self-made. So when they say your listeners, listen, man, if this is you, Well, only the rich people can make money. Well, 88% of the millionaires are self-made. So I disagree with that. So you got to set goals because last year, 2019, Mike said, Nate, we're going to buy $300 million worth of hotels in 2020. And it kind of scared me because that was a goal. And I knew Mike was going to be going after that. And that Mike's my partner. And I knew I was going to be on that roller coaster with him. And I thought, man, how can we do that? Right? Because my mind wasn't thinking where his mind was. And January of 2020, pre-COVID, 30 days into thinking this and setting that goal, we got one call from Colony. Colony is a big REIT. They said, we're going to be selling off our whole REIT. We're going more into digital stuff. And we got the opportunity for you guys to take over $350 million worth of Courtyard Marriott Hotels. One month, you set a goal. You start thinking about it. You start making moves. Now, thankfully, we didn't close on that because COVID came. But it just goes to tell you about the mindset. When you start dreaming about stuff and thinking about stuff and setting actual goals with dates and deadlines, they just start happening. And I'll give you a great example. What's that tall mountain, Mount Everest? Yep. Is that like tallest mountain in the world? Mm-hmm. What is that? 30,000 feet? Something. Yeah. So yeah. if I go and me and you stand next to that, right? And our goal is to climb that mountain. I mean, you're probably going to be like, hey, man, hey I can't do that. What if I say, hey, Ash, listen, I just need you to do 100 feet. Can you give me 100 feet today? You're like, yeah, I I can give you 100 feet. I got all day? Yeah, yeah, all day. Okay, tomorrow can you give me 100 feet? And what begins to happen? You begin to move towards that goal, right? And 300 days or however many days you reach the pinnacle. You're at the top. You're at the peak now. You've made it. And you didn't even realize it. You just were making them steps forward every day.
2: Yeah, that's a great... Story, and I've got an analogy for that. I think it's Marcus Luttrell, Lone Survivor, the movie played by Mark Wahlberg. When he was all shot multiple times, broken back, broken legs, he would throw, I think it was a hat or something, and he would say, Okay, I'm going to crawl to that, whatever I threw, a rock. And then he'll reach that and throw it again. Okay, I'll just get to that. So I love that Everest comparison. Nate, you said you were scared when Mike said, I want to buy $150 million in hotels. Why were you scared?
0: Because you got to think, I just came out of bankruptcy. Okay. So 2013, I came out of bankruptcy. 2015, I retired. I made enough passive income to retire. I'm living. Life is good. I'm comfortable. I really don't want to step outside my comfort zone. But then I got my partner over here pushing me. And it's like me and you were going up the mountain and you're like, come on, Nate, 20 more feet. There's this ledge right there. I'm like, man, I don't know about that ledge. You're like, you told me you'll do a hundred more feet. So now I'm looking at this ledge, focus on the circumstances instead of the goal. So I guess what really scared me about it was that I kind of didn't know enough about hotels. It was the education part where I didn't know enough about hotels at that point. And I still had this worry. And COVID took all that worry away from me, man, because through COVID, I saw the worst hotels could ever operate. And I was like, this is it? (laughs) I was like, we're prepared, man. You know, our banks called. Oh, do you guys need a deferment on your hotels? No. Do you got any that do need deferments? Maybe we can buy them from you. It became that thing where, okay, now I know what worst case looks like.
1: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business or maybe you've tried but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe and J O E to six, six, eight, six, six. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe J O E to six, six, eight, six, six. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind. And let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up.
2: Is that important? Identify the worst case scenario?
0: Yes. And how do you live with that? We were making decisions before I think Marriott did. We were making decisions that were so crazy to me. It was, well, did somebody drown? No. Okay. So look, I just looked at our forecasted budget. We went from 42% on this hotel for the month to 5% percent for the whole month. Right. I said, um, Hey guys, um, we got to shut the hotel down. These are 30 year hotel guys. They said, you can't shut the hotel down. I said, why can't we? We're going to lose $80,000. If we keep it open a month, we're going to lose 30,000. We shut it down. We shut it down. It was a simple decision. Right. And then I said, wow, man, we got enough money to keep this thing shut down for two years. It was like, we're good. We have plenty of capital. So we shut it down and they were like, well, we're going to have to have our 24 hour security i said no we're not i'm gonna go buy some cameras and put them up there and put an alarm we'll be good i was just like they're overthinking it i was like we operate abandoned buildings all the time and he was like well we talked to the police up there and we think somebody's gonna break in this one was in columbus ohio i was like nobody's breaking in there i got an alarm on it don't worry about it i was like call the insurance and let them know it's gonna be vacant that's it that's it yeah let's go shut the water down you can't shut the water down because of Listeria. And they did so I, I said, okay, let me call my engineer. Call my engineer. It's all dealing with problems. They had all these reasons why you couldn't do all this stuff. And I said, okay, let's just write it down. Let's find out if that's true or not. That's it.
2: Kind of how I deal with my kids a lot.
0: Yes, It's, exactly. it's breaking
2: it down into simple what-ifs. Yep, Yeah. exactly, brother. Nate, you mentioned Mike Ely, your partner, and you mentioned you may have been comfortable just getting by if he didn't push you. How important is it to have a partner in this business or really any business?
0: I think it depends on your personality type. Some people don't need people. They don't want people. For me, I naturally like to work better with other people. I like to compensate people's weaknesses. I like to find people that compensate for my weaknesses. And the main thing is I like to do what I like to do every day. So there's certain things that I hate doing, like pounding salt. Like you ever pounded salt, just got bloody knuckles? I hate paperwork. Now I'm very good at it, but I hate it. I hate being in an office. So for me, I always partner with people who have that type of strength.
2: Have you read the book Rocket Fuel? It talks about a visionary and an integrator. And I always had a lot of self-doubt because I would not be very good at paperwork. I would not be very good at following through on anything I'd be great at finding deals, but then I'd screw the process up and have to fix it before closing. And I found out that it's not a detriment. It is just being a visionary. It sounds like it's similar to you. You're not the integrator. You're not yep. the back end guy that does it all. So is Mike also a visionary or is he an integrator?
0: Mike is more back end guy, but he has some vision too. So I can be a back-end guy, but I can't do it day in and day out. Cause I got to deal with my construction. I got millions of dollars in budgets that I got to keep. And I got to give out contracts and I got to submit the AIAs to the bank. And I got a lot of paperwork, but I delegate all that. And then I just review it and send it over.
2: Do you have an integrator in your company? Somebody that you just rely on heavily for all the backend stuff?
0: Oh yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. We got controllers. We got accountants. We got layers of accountants. So yeah, okay. absolutely.
2: So you guys get to just literally go out there, be visionaries and focus on what you enjoy.
0: Yes. And I'll share something with you later on that we're building out. That'll be a multi-billion dollar company too. That is focusing on what you like to do.
2: All right. You know what? I think we're going to save that for part two, but I want to ask one more question about partnerships. I see you and Mike interact and you guys get along like brothers. What are some examples of hard times that you've had with partners?
0: With Mike, none really. A lot of times what it is is you feel their personalities so you don't really get into bad relationships because you, you're like, I don't mess with that guy good. If we had a problem he probably let things go, there's nothing that's that important to me. I had a couple partners and they were really, really, really smart on the finance side, but not good operators, not good people, couldn't build good culture. But I learned a lot from them on the finance side. We were in a meeting and I own this company with them and they were saying, hey we'll give you any type of help that you need to one of our high level managers or regional and then when a regional left they were like they better figure that out we pay them too much money and i was shocked i was like wait a minute you just told them we give them anything we needed well yeah but they i was like man this ain't for me so i ended up selling my part of the company and just dissolving it but you learn in life who do you really want to be with who do you really want to be around me and you would get along great you know why because we're easy going. I'm not going to argue with you about something. Look, if it's that important, you can have it. I don't really care. Even if it's a hundred thousand, even if it's a million dollars, look, if it's that important to you and you need it, take it, go do what you got to do. Because when you learn how to make money with people, like I said, man, we're all friends. We're here to share this world for a very short amount of time, guys. So I challenge you, man, we're sharing this world together. Don't get upset about little things in life. A bad day is not a day that you wake up with oxygen in your lung. A bad day is when you try to wake up, you don't have any oxygen. That's a bad day. Let that define a bad day for you, right? And everything else is not a bad day. I mean, we'll lose loved ones and that's tough and that's rough, right? But other than that, just be easy going in life. Enjoy life.
2: Yeah, Nate, we're going to pause here and we're going to pick this up with a part two tomorrow, but how can the best ever listeners reach out to you?
0: The Burr Invest Group on there, we have over 125, 130,000 people. And there's a ton of knowledge on there. That's on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. TikTok kicks me off all the time, but I still love you guys. They kick me off if I'm driving in a car or something. But yeah, on there. And I got an academy if you guys are interested. Every Monday at 8 o'clock PM Eastern time, we go live and we share one of our deals with in the past 30 days, we pulled out about $3 million in cash out refi. So I'm going to be sharing one of those deals next week. I'm going to do a write-up on it this week as well.
2: Awesome, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us and have a best ever day.
0: Thank you, brother. You guys have an awesome day.